Hi, I'm Heather, and you're listening to the Holy Hotness Podcast, where we're just striving for holiness even with the world and life being a massive hot mess. I'm really excited that you're here, so let's chat. Hey guys, I'm back here and um, doing like an after intro intro. Um, God's really funny that I know that he put like doing this podcast on my heart and that it's not for like fame or notoriety or really anything. Honestly, um, talking helps me with my feelings and thoughts. And like when I talk out loud, sometimes I like come to conclusions for things I'm dealing with or whatever, like in like out loud as I'm saying them. Also, I'm just super convicted that even if there's one person in the world that's going to gain encouragement for something that I post that I'm called to do that because that one person is worth it. And so anyways, that's kind of where I am. And um, also I talk a lot, but you know, he really provided for this podcast to be up and running. um, And I need to be obedient to that. And I need to make time to record and things like that. And I'm not really sure what that looks like. Like, is this supposed to be once a month or once a week. I know it's not supposed to be any more than once a week, but you know, anyways, so I, I pull up the files for all of this and I'm like, what am I going to record? And I notice that there's a file titled forgiveness. And I'm like, that's weird. When did I record that? Cause I thought I had posted all of the episodes. Well, I found like a new file on my external hard drive with some things that I recorded that are like kind of irrelevant now. Um, or things like an episode on like cleaning schedules that I realized was me just like OCD, ADD, trying to cope with, um, feelings and stuff, which is funny as I listened back to it, might post it anyways. I don't know. But this one is about forgiveness. Um, and it was a really good talk. This is actually recorded, I think pre COVID. So it feels like a whole other world. But we had a priest, Father Andrew Merrick from LSU's um, Christ the King. He came to our parish for an Advent mission. And, you know, this this was inspired by him. So at, this was Advent 2019, y'all. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. But it is wonderful to have just like somehow God's providing content in the midst of me also feeling led by the Spirit to like speak about things. So I'm about to hit pause on this recording. I'm going to quickly push out this episode, not worry about editing. You guys know me, real life over here. And um, so this one will go up, but I'm also going to be recording an episode on um, adoration and one on something I've done in my life to create more silence and and really how beautiful that's been. So I'm going to go record those, but I wanted a little like preface to this episode because the recording is old and uh, the whole world has drastically changed since then, but God really provided with more content. And for that, I'm super thankful. So if there's anything you ever want me to talk about or somebody you want me to interview or something you want just input on or advice, or even like, Hey, can you explain this in layman's terms? And I love researching and looking into things like that. So 
you know, let me know. You can email me at holyhopnessmom at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram. Okay, guys, we are armed um, for the podcast or my personal so Instagram. Today, All those links are talking in about something a little fake. Show notes and stuff. So you can find that at holyhotmess.net um, or the show notes for everyone. So first, I'm going to start. We're going to talk about something fake. Right, so I'm on to the story. So y'all know my son, LJ, is six, and this boy has a love for the Eucharist. Okay, he wants it bad. And he's asked, he's actually asked some priests and they've been like, sorry, bud, like in our diocese, you have to be seven. He just turned six. So he's like, I really want, what in the world is going on? So he's like, I really want to receive the Eucharist. I'm like, I know, bud. But, you know, there's rules and blah, blah, blah. So he is very passionate. He's got a mom, a.k.a. me, who wears a veil and receives the Eucharist on her knees. Like, Clearly, I'm teaching him that this is not just a piece of bread, okay? Go back and listen to my Eucharist episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. The Catholics believe that the Eucharist is physically transformed into the body and blood of Christ, and we consume his actual flesh at every Mass whenever we receive communion. So anyways, I receive on my knees. I wear a veil every time. Now, we went to Mass on the Feast of... The Immaculate Conception, December 8th. Or I guess it was December 9th. I was very confused as to whether or not Mass on the 8th on Sunday fulfilled my obligation because they celebrated on the 9th. I didn't, I just, anyways, I love Mama Mary. So we went to Mass. I took all four kids. It was fine. It was actually really fine. Like we had a good Mass day. Okay. My son had brought his own money to put in the offering, which I thought was precious. So I didn't realize that he didn't put the money in the offering bucket. I thought he did, but he didn't. So I go up and I go first and I'm holding my twin's hands and I walk and I bow and I kneel and I'm on my knees and I receive the Eucharist. Okay. My kids generally walk up hands crossed and get a little blessing. So they get, you know, I think they're getting their little blessing. I'm receiving the wine and I'm walking back. My kids will eventually meet me there. Wrong. Okay. Find out later what my son was doing. Then after mass, I'm trying to clean up all of our mess. We've got a goldfish mess for the twins because they normally don't go to mass. So I've got like all these snacks for them. And finally we leave. My son had gone and he had talked to father Kevin in the back and father Kevin is our new priest and he's a newer priest and he's super passionate about confession in the Eucharist as he should be slow clap for father Kevin. Okay. We need that. We need these young priests that are stoked on these traditional teachings of the church. Okay. Anyways, he's super passionate about it and I love it. All right. Well, I get home and we went to the Y and then, uh, as I get in the car at the Y to leave. So we didn't go home. We went to the Y. I checked my Facebook messages and I have a Facebook message from Ke- Father Kevin. Now I creepily asked him to be my friend on Facebook when he was announced as our new priest, but I've never interacted with him on Facebook. And he writes me, y'all, I'm going to pull out this message. You ready? Facebook Messenger. Okay. Hey, Heather. I meant to catch you after Mass, but I didn't get a chance. I think it was your son that did this, and I wanted to talk to you about it. During the distribution of communion, a boy in a blue and gray horizontal striped shirt came through the line with me with money in his hands, and then after Mass was over, he came up to me again and said, Father, if I give you this money, will you give me my first communion? (laughs) 
So here's the deal. I'm not telling you this because I'm upset. I'm not telling you this so you'll be upset. And I certainly don't want you to be embarrassed or offended. A text is the worst way to convey this. Also, I'm not 100% sure it was your son because I don't pay that much attention to who's receiving when my focus because of my focus on how they're receiving and on other things. But if it was your son, can you talk to him about simony? Once again, I say this with all the utmost respect and love. I hope you're having a blessed feast day and a blessed Advent in Christ, Father Kevin. So my son tried to buy the Eucharist. And I personally, it's not okay, okay? Simony is based off of Simon who tried to buy the graces of Christ, okay? So you cannot buy God's graces. They are, they are grace because they are freely given. That is why they are graces, okay? We don't have to earn them. Christ earned them for us. Point blank, end of story, okay? That's why you can't buy your way into heaven or whatever. Or buy indulgences, things like that. Anyways, okay, we're not going to get into all that. But anyways, Simony is trying to buy God's graces. That is not a thing. You cannot buy God's graces, point blank. But how precious that my kid wants to receive the Eucharist so bad that he thought that if he paid money, he could do it. To his benefit, to his defense, I guess, I asked him about it. I said, buddy, did you know that you, he said, but when I, when we go to church, you put money in the basket and then you get to go up. And I thought, you know what? That does make sense. When I go to church, let me make sure this is recording. Okay. Yeah, we're still recording. Good. When I go to church, I bring money, I put it in the offering basket. And then the next thing we get to do is stand up and go receive communion, you know? So like, how come I can't pay for it? I totally get why his mind thinks that, but I also think that that is like the most precious thing in the world that he wants it that bad. Could you imagine if every child that was receiving their first communion was receiving with that much desire? Like that would be amazing. Okay. So anyways, we're going to get into the topic. I have been binge listening to Father Andrew Merrick. He has technically a podcast. I listen on SoundCloud. So if you go to SoundCloud and you type in Christ the King at LSU, they have a podcast. On SoundCloud, it's organized into different playlists. So I listen to his homily playlist. They record all those homilies. They post them on SoundCloud. So, you know, 10 to 20 minutes. These homilies, y'all, are gold. This man is alive with the Holy Spirit, and the things that come out of his mouth are not of his own. Like, he has a way of speaking that is so down-to-earth and so relatable, and it takes theology, and it takes God, and it takes the universe, and just flips it into a way that you can understand and you get it, okay? And it's contagious. So... Father Andrew Merrick is actually the brother of one of our parishioners at our church, and he has declined to come to our church for quite a while because he needed to find some way to make that benefit his parish because college kids leave the lights on, but they don't pay to keep the lights on. You know what I mean? So they need outside people donating to their parish. And so he was like, if I can put a little hat in the back and y'all can donate, I will come do your Advent mission. So he came for three days. Unfortunately, day three, I was throwing up from a migraine and I couldn't go. But you guys, what this man says is gold. So this whole thing was based on your relationship, your identity, and then your mission in Christ. And it was wonderful. He started out every single talk with exposing the Blessed Sacrament, getting on his knees and praying that the Holy Spirit would work through him. 
the humility that this, you guys, I just can't. Like he's, if we could have every parish priest be like this, churches would be overflowing and the world would be alive with the spirit. Like he's going to do big things in the hearts of little people, if you know what I mean. Okay. The spirit is going to do it through him. So anyways, I'm binge listening. Um, and he, he did all of his talks with the blessed sacrament exposed because he wanted the presence of Christ physically there with him. It was so powerful. Anyways, listen to his podcasts. He's got one on forgiveness and I'm basically going to put my twist on what he said. So credit to father Andrew Merrick at LSU. You're awesome. I want to have you on the podcast sometimes. So anyways, he talked about forgiveness. And I think this is, I was praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. I pray it every Thursday and Friday at 3 p.m. Central with the account on Instagram, Daily Divine Mercy. I'm helping Meredith out. She's recovering um, and cuddling her brand new baby. And so I'm taking over praying on Thursdays and Fridays for her. Now, as we were praying, people the other day, uh, last week, a few people were saying that they, they need prayers for help with their grudges, holding grudges, forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. So I gave a little spiel at the end about Father Andrew Merrick and what he says about those things, what the Bible and what our religion and our faith tells us about these things. And here it is. You are called to forgive everyone who wrongs you, okay? But you are not called to forget it. Forgiving and forgetting, whoever came up with that is an idiot. Because if you forgive and forget, then you can be setting yourself up for harm, physical, mental, mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever kind of harm, okay? If somebody wrongs you, giving them a second chance, they might not deserve that second chance, okay? You have to forgive it. And forgiving, what does that mean, okay? How do you actually forgive? Forgiving means you hand that situation over to God. And you say, God, you handle this. You handle this person. I will not harbor hate in my heart. I am going to forgive and I'm going to move on. Because when you are harboring hate or grudges or lack of forgiveness in your heart, that is taking up space that is meant to be loving God and loving others. Okay? So think of your soul as a capsule. All right? And, and in order for us to be in heaven... The entire capsule has to be filled with love for God, okay? And that involves sacrificial love for his people, all right? If selfishness or hate or grudges fill any of that capsule, then, the, then it's sinful because it's not putting love first, okay? That's a whole nother talk. That, if you can look at that concept, that essentially is the concept of purgatory, okay? So if you die in the state of mortal sin, you're cut off from grace, right? That means hell. If you die in the state of grace, that means heaven. But if you die in the state of grace and you are not purely in love, purely loving God, okay? If you're harboring selfishness or lack of forgiveness or any of these venial sins, then you have to be purged of those bad things, Okay, of those of that selfishness so that you can fully love and adore God in heaven. Okay, it's purifying fire. Okay, you know, whenever you're on fire with the Holy Spirit and you just feel like you're on fire and it's this purifying fire, that is purgatory. 
Anyways, I digress. Anyways, forgiveness. You are not called to forget. You are called to forgive. You hand that over to God and you tell him that I'm giving this hateful, grudged space in my soul and I'm giving it to you for you to replace that space with yourself. Okay? That's what you're saying. Father, Holy Spirit, fill me. I hand this over to you. Okay? Reparation, however, okay, reconciliation is a two-person process. It takes two to tango. Okay? So when we wrong God, he forgives us. All right. He forgives us because that is his nature and that's what he does because he loves. He forgives us. But reconciliation takes us asking back for that forgiveness, okay? And then doing things to repair the relationship. That is where in confession when you go and have a penance. Your your forgiveness is already there. The penance is not how you earn a forgiveness. The penance is there to repair the relationship. That could be re- repair the relationship with God by praying Hail Marys and praying Our Fathers and spending time in adoration, whatever it may be. It could be that you need to go not only repair your relationship with God for the sins that you've done, but repair your relationship with somebody on earth that you have wronged, okay? That could be if you stole, returning the thing you stole. If you were dishonest, telling the person that you lied. If you gossiped, apologizing for the gossip, whatever it is, you know? Okay, so when we forgive in a human aspect, we have to offer that forgiveness point blank because of Christ. You don't get to harbor that hate, okay? You have to offer that to God. You have to give it away and you have to forgive. But the reparation, the reconciliation of that relationship will only happen if the other party that has wronged you comes and asks for forgiveness and tries to repair that relationship. And if they don't do that, you are not obligated to act like nothing has happened, okay? You're not obligated to go treat that person like a king or a queen, you know, and be like everything's hunky-dory and we're best friends again. Like, you're not called to do that. And it's ridiculous that the world could tell you to forgive and forget. That is crazy. It's the same thing. Like, God forgives, but, like, he doesn't forget because he wants what's good for you. And if you truly love somebody, you will forgive them because they are a son or daughter of the Father. But you don't have to forget Okay? Because that could be harmful to yourself. Like, that's not smart. So this whole basic concept of forgiveness in a Christian aspect is not just forgetting and letting things go. But if that person comes back to you in reparation, okay, in trying to reconcile that relationship, and they are a Christian believer, then you need to pray for them that God will fill them. And maybe God wants you guys to have a relationship again. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you were meant to learn things and grow in virtue because of your relationship with that person, but now because the wrongdoing has been done, you're just meant to pray for that person, give that forgiveness away to God, and move on. Maybe that's what it is. So turning it on its head and realizing what Christian forgiveness is based on blanket forgiveness and forgetting, like reparation needs that two to tango. Forgiveness is a singular thing. Forgiveness is an act of the will. It is not a feeling. Okay? You can still feel angry. You can still have just anger towards that person. Okay, Anger, rage, where you're trying to be harmful and do wrong to somebody, not cool. Just anger where you're like, I'm mad. I was hurt. Okay, That's okay to feel that anger. But you get to choose what you do with the actions on it. And the act of the will is the self-sacrificial giving away of that hatred. Okay, 
You give that to God. You say, I don't want to harbor this in my heart. I want that space for you, God. Okay? And then you get to become this more virtuous person that grows closer to God because you're filling more of your soul with God and less of it with this harboring your heart, but you're still guarding yourself because this world is fallen and people will sin. And when people sin, they will harm you. Okay. That's just what's going to happen. But you can pray for that person's soul and you can love them through it. Loving them through it does not mean forgiving them um, or does not mean forgetting. It does not mean becoming their best friend. It does not mean allowing them to be in your life anymore. If you have an abusive situation where somebody has harmed you or harmed your children, you do not have to forget that, okay? You do not have to repair that relationship unless that person is making active, active attempts at repairing. And even then, for the safety of you and your children, you can absolutely say no, okay? This includes family. It includes friends. It includes coworkers. You are allowed to protect and guard yourself and you are allowed to ask God for protection and to help you discern these people that you are allowed, you're allowing these people in your life, okay? And if somebody is wronging you, especially if they're continually wronging you, you need to forgive them and then you need to let it go, all right? So my husband, I told him I loved him like three weeks in, okay? I realize now I did not love him then. I was in puppy love with him. Like it felt good and I loved him. But I love him so deeply and self-sacrificially now that that has so transformed into something that is way bigger than I could have ever imagined when I told him I loved him with my intoxicated stupor as a college student. But he would not tell me he loved me, okay? And he finally said, I want to say some things to you. I want to say these three words to you but I cannot say them when you hate your ex-boyfriend so bad. Okay. So not my first boyfriend. He was, he was a wonderful, he still is a wonderful guy. Okay. His family's wonderful. Corey, if you're listening to this, Corey's not the boyfriend, Corey's his sister and she's amazing. But anyways, my breaking point boyfriend, the one that like broke me, I was harboring so much hate and resentment towards him that I could not physically love other people well because I hated him so bad. And that was my realization that when I heard what Father Andrew had said about forgiveness, I realized, okay, when you hold hatred like that in your heart, you are closing off that space to love others and to be loved. You know what I mean? Like it's taking up space in your brain, in your life, in your soul, in your heart. So you have got to let go of that forgiveness and give it to God. And all you have to do is invoke the Holy Spirit, like Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, I invite you into this space. I invite you to transform me. I invite you to take this hatred away from me. I forgive Sarah, Jamie, I don't know. I forgive Josie, I don't know. You know, you have to let go of that stuff and you have to forgive and give it over to God and let him fill that space, immediately call on him to fill that space with love, forgiveness, charity. Okay. So if you want to listen to that, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to Father Andrew's homily. Y'all gold, go listen to it. Go binge watch all of, or binge watch, binge listen to all of his homilies because he is a gem and the Catholic church and the people of Baton Rouge and the students at Louisiana State University are lucky to have him. This episode is over, but you can head over to holyhotmess.net and get any of the links or show notes for anything we talked about today. You can also head over to Instagram and find me at Heather Yar 
That's Y-A-R-R -R underscore. So we can chat and be friends.